massive night for the future of the Arizona Cardinals last night with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl for a couple of reasons. Let's discuss them all, baby. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Cardinals, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast, Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go to the YouTube channel, man. Search Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Hit that subscribe button. If you haven't become an everydayer yet, maybe add an extra listen a week. See if you like it. See if the water's warm. Um, I promise to... Frustrate your brain. <laughs> I don't know why I said that one first. I promise to hopefully make you laugh either with me or at me. And I promise to only say things that I mean, regardless of if people agree or not. And I don't do that as like a, a badge of honor. I I think that's dumb. You know, I won't say, ooh, here's a hot take and then say something I think. I think that's dumb. Um but I promise you, honest, earnest, and passionate words coming out of my mouth, out of my big dumb face every day for you. That's what I promise. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. So Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Uh, I had this, I, I don't know. It's Patrick Mahomes until it isn't. That's what I say when people are, so who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Is Patrick Mahomes playing? Yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes until it isn't. Who, hey, the start of the 2025 season, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? It's Patrick Mahomes until it isn't. And again, it's Patrick Mahomes until it isn't. And there are a couple massive ramifications that directly affect the Arizona Cardinals. One is my interpretation of it. And the second is just a dictionary definition, a ramification. Uh, the final segment today is going to be kind of a tease for what's set to be a brain melting podcast tomorrow. And I don't do that as like, a, ooh, you're going to want to, yeah, we have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth. I know exactly what I'm going to say. And it's going to be kind of thought provoking and brain bending and kind of, training wheels for your mind if something goes awry in the top three picks of the NFL draft. Now, that's a damn tease, but I'm going to give you an entire segment in the third segment, kind of teasing it. I'll let you know exactly what that is before we get out of here today, and it'll set the stage for tomorrow, which will be at least one, if not two segments of something that just need to prepare for as we draw closer to the draft, even though there's a Grand Canyon between now and then. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Good for them. Third in the last five years, I believe, and they deserved it. The ramification specifically regarding the 49ers, though, is the one that has the clear direct correlative to the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, both NFC West, both teams have had different trajectories, even though they both drafted in the top two during the 2019 draft. The last five years have been very different. Okay, Cardinals did make the playoffs. 
embarrassingly removed from them by the Rams. Wasn't Kyler Murray's best performance. Did start, you know, 7-0 and 10-2 and in 2021. And then injuries and Cliff Kingsbury happened. And, you know, that's where we are. Kyler Murray has still had some growing up to do then. Still does. Everybody does. Uh, and it's been different. What the 49ers have done is just draft perfectly atop the players that are still on the roster, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, okay? They traded for Trent Williams, drafting Brock Purdy, trading for Christian McCaffrey. Didn't have to trade a first-round pick for Christian McCaffrey because they had traded three to get Trey Lance. So it's been kind of a grab bag, but the ones that worked, worked exponentially better than most draft picks. And then, you know, he they failed miserably with Trey Lance, but they were able to adapt. Drafted Mr. Rele- uh, Mr. Relevant, made a Super Bowl, made two Super Bowls in the last handful of years. Here's where the direct ramification comes. I said that when the Rams got to the Super Bowl, I'm like, you know what? The best thing for the Cardinals is if the Rams just win. Because once an NFL player wins a Super Bowl, or two, like Von Miller did, like Odell Beckham Jr. won his first one with the Rams, even though he tore his ACL mid-game, They look for money elsewhere a lot of the time. So the talent that was on the roster for the Rams dispersed. They had a good year this year, even though nobody thought anything of them. But that was a benefit for the Cardinals because it was it fast forwarded the means to the end for the reign over the NFC West that the that the you know Rams had for a couple seasons. With the 49ers, it's the same kind of thing, but it's a lot more grave. They've got one year until Brock Purdy is off that rookie scale deal. They've got one year and they've got guys, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk hasn't been paid yet. Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams. That's five. They've got 53 dudes on that roster. Those five are making a whole boatload of money in part because they're able to pay them because, I mean, Brock Purdy's making a box of popsicles this year. So 2024 is going to be the pressure year. Got to win or most of this will go away. And they still got their draft picks and they've still got, you know, John Lynch has been a wizard with their cap space and being able to pay players. But there's there's an end date in sight. And it's the end of the 2024 season. If for some reason, you know, say they don't make the playoffs for some reason, that would have to be catastrophic, some sort of injury, which you never wish on anybody. But you know, say they make the playoffs, they're one and done, something like that. You look at that roster, you're like, well, it's been fun making two Super Bowls, having 10-point lead in two Super Bowls against who is set to be, you know, and Patrick Mahomes, it's it's Montana, Brady, and Mahomes now. That's it. No, he's leaped Drew Brees. He's leaped Aaron Rodgers. He's leaped, um, you know, Eli and Rivers and Big Ben and all that stuff. Peyton, I, I'm still – Waiting because Peyton may be the smartest quarterback we've ever seen. Um, but regardless of who they played in the Super Bowl, they had leads. Kyle Shannon couldn't get it done. They the whole thing about the rule, the overtime rules, the Chiefs have practiced it since training camp, and the 49ers didn't know about the rules. I'm sure Shanahan did, but maybe you want to convey that information. The last thing the players should have to think about is what the rules are during overtime in a Super Bowl. The ramifications directly affect the Arizona Cardinals because just as quickly as this has been built up is as quickly it could be tore down to the studs and starting over. You can get a lot of draft capital for the players that they have on their roster right now. So if they want 
after this year if it doesn't go the way they want and they don't want to keep Brock Purdy. Like this is this is going to be a Hollywood, you know, Hollywood picture, you know, bright lights, fairy tale, rainbows, butterflies to nightmare very quickly if they don't decide to move forward with Brock Purdy after the 2024 season. And of course, we couldn't be further away. We could not be further away from the start of week one than we are today because yesterday just ended. But there is a lot of future-paced pressure for the 49ers to set themselves up to either just go all in this year and, you know what, deal with the wreckage next year or maybe figure out how to get ahead of if they do want to move forward, Brock, which they should. I mean, Brock Purdy's been one of the best quarter. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. He just was. Look at the numbers. He just was. Doesn't matter the system. He he was. Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't do it. Trey Lance couldn't do it. Brock Purdy could. But when you look at their roster and you look at how they've lost in Super Bowls, with by far the best roster last night, it puts into question. How do they want to plan out the next three years? Not even five, not even 10. How do they want to plan out the next couple seasons to be able to potentially keep everybody while paying Brock Purdy or if Brock Purdy's not the guy bringing somebody else in? Like those issues are a high wire act without a safety net. And the Cardinals can just sit back, watch, run their own race and put things into, you know, just have the foundation built the way they want to. They're well on their way. And this offseason, obviously, is going to be the key one to be able to solidify things so they can go on their decade-long relevancy with hopefully perpetual playoff wins and everything like that. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. A massive, massive loss by the 49ers. Massive, massive, because this was their first one. If they would have won this, it wouldn't have been a disbanding. All of these guys are stars in their prime, okay? They were like... It's not the Rams where, you know, you get a bunch of veteran guys. You brought Eric Weddle back, who was 80. Okay, and they want to it – was, it was a last hurrah for a lot of these guys. Aaron Donald was – like, there were rumors he was going to retire. There was Sean McVay was going to retire. Matthew Stafford couldn't throw a football. Like, it's not the same. So if the 49ers would have won, it would have just – oh, God, the jet fuel. Everybody would have gone and played there for a dollar to play in that system. Not so much anymore. And that's big for the Cardinals. What's the other thing? The other side of that with the Chiefs has to do with Chris Jones. I'll discuss that next as we roll on here. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is hot, man. Prize Picks is, I mean, it's daily fantasy made easy, number one. Number two, you're not playing against anybody else. It's you versus the projections. You pick two or more players. And then you pick more or less in their projected stats, and you can win up to 25 times your cheese. It's demon time on prize picks. You can win up now up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn 10 bucks into 1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little, with as, little as four correct picks. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay. I mean, you can make a selection you can make you can put your selection in less than 60 seconds it's insane okay go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl 
for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Go to pricewix.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I will say to locked on Cardinals. Thanks for hanging out every day or thanks for being with me since 2017. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Holy crap. I did that for effect. Okay. I know how many seasons. I've, this will be my eighth season doing this. That is wild. Um, if this is your first listen to Locked on Cardinals, thank you. I'm sorry you had to witness that, you know, that realization that it's been, it'll be 80% of a decade that I've been doing this. Thank you, David Locke and everybody for giving me the opportunity. Um, you know, it's uh it's a beautiful thing to be able to do this and, and share this with you every day. Another beautiful thing would be if the Cardinals signed Chris Jones. Okay. And the vitriol that I'm getting back. And again, when I say things like that, it's just for, for context. Like nobody's agreeing with me on this and I don't understand um, because he's 29. He single-handedly is loose. Him and Trent McDuffie had fantastic games yesterday. Chris Jones is like two defensive linemen in one. Okay. Chris Jones is the Aaron Donald light, okay? Chris Jones has, he plays more outside than Aaron Donald does, but equally is disruptive. Chris Jones would immediately make the defensive line of strength by himself, okay? So the blowback that I'm getting is, oh, he's going to be 30, okay? Oh, he's going to be expensive, okay? Oh, they're probably going to franchise tag him, okay? So let's take all three of those. One, the franchise tag, I don't think so. I think if they would have won, if they would have, if they would have lost last night, I think it would have been different. Counter to the 49ers situation that I just discussed, Chris Jones has won three already, okay? It's not the same for position players and defensive players as it is for quarterbacks, maybe tight ends, things like that, to let to keep it rolling. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to go somewhere else. That's dumb, obviously. You know, Travis Kelsey ain't going anywhere. That's dumb. But Chris Jones like, you know what? If I can make some money and – be with a team that with a good scheme and have good players around me and you'll make more than you would with the chiefs. He's going to be the number one free agent this offseason. Okay. So the fact that they won the ramification for the Cardinals in that sense was it's a lot better that the chiefs won because then Chris Jones has the wandering eye. Okay. And I'm not saying the Cardinals are going to shoe in to sign him. I'm not saying the Cardinals can afford what he wants. I'm not saying any of those things. What I am saying is, and this is the thing, please, if, you're, if this is your first listen to Lockdown Cardinals, there's another thing that I do. I make you think just because your favorite pundit, your favorite sports writer, your favorite whatever, says something, think outside. Just maybe think something different. And if you, if you don't agree with it, cool. But at least you thought about it. The best way to strengthen your argument is to be able to argue the opposite argument. It's debate 101. But with this, think about it like this. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Just because the Arizona Cardinals signed Emmett Smith and Terrell Suggs and Edger and James, who actually played really well here, and Jermaine Gresham, a bunch of guys who got overpaid. Because Steve Kime didn't know what the hell he was doing. And Emerson was before Steve Kime. Didn't know what the hell he was doing. Does it mean that that's the definition of everything that's going to happen for this team moving forward? I don't understand the Stockholm Syndrome Cardinals fans have. With the woe is me. Because it's always been this way. It'll always be this way. Snap out of it. 
This isn't that. Is Monty Osborne going to work? We don't know. Are the Cardinals in a better position now than they've been in the last decade because Steve Kahn isn't here anymore? Yes. Smile. There are possibilities now. There weren't before. There are now. Smile. So if the Cardinals, and one I will say is J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt was fantastic for this team, okay? Did they give him two or three extra million dollars a year? Maybe, but he was exactly what the Cardinals needed at that time. He was great. So do not, don't you dare group J.J. Watt in there, okay? J.J. Watt was fantastic. He deserved every dollar. So when you have a guy like Chris Jones and you can make the money work and he wants to come play here, you sign him. It's as simple as that. The Cardinals defensive line may be the worst of any position group they had last year. And that's saying something. Now, sure, LJ Collier played okay early on before he got hurt. Jonathan Ledbetter played fine. Dante Stills played fine. Just because you can name players on the roster who played and who had a sack or something doesn't mean the Cardinals are in a good position on, with their defensive front. They're not. It's awful. So if you can have a guy who can come in, and yeah, maybe you got to pay him $25, $27 million a year. Yeah, maybe you have to manipulate the cap. It's what every NFL team does. And you can have 95 wearing Arizona Cardinals uniforms on Sundays or whenever they play. Set and forget. Do it. Do it. I will reiterate, and I'm being hard on you on a Monday. I apologize. But this is tough love that needs to be said. Just because it's always been doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. And you cannot group in Chris Jones, who's arguably the best player at his position, regardless of age, with Terrell Suggs, who they gave one year $7 million to and then cut him and then he won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs that year. This isn't a charity anymore. This isn't James Jones of the Suns buying out veteran players so they can go play elsewhere. This isn't just giving money away. This would be a calculated move by Monty Osford, Jonathan Gannon, and Michael Bidwell to build this team faster than just drafting a bunch of players and hoping it works. And yes, you could bring in less expensive contracts for the same position. Would they be as good as Chris Jones? No. They could be, they won't be. Or they would have already gotten paid what Chris Jones has gotten paid. People forget. Yes, you're paying him, but he's also going to be on the team. He's going to be on the team. So where you're giving up too much draft capital. Yeah, but you're not just giving it away. You're not just putting it in a letter and mailing it snail mail saying, here, you can have our draft picks now. Thank you. You're actually getting something in return. And Chris Jones is worth every single damn penny. And the Cardinals are luckily in a position to kind of be able to afford him. You know what they can afford? Next year. So you manipulate, manipulate the cap a little bit this year. You backload things. This is what capologists and GMs do all the time. They're going to have more money than King Midas next year. So you backload it. This isn't a four-year rebuild. If you can win next year, you go do it. And they're lucky to have two first-round picks. They're lucky to have six picks in the top 100. This doesn't need to be, oh, kick it down the road till next year. This could It could be this year. Would you like to have Chris Jones on the Arizona Cardinals? Yes? Cool. It's about, oh, he's too old. No, he's not. Do you see him last, yesterday? 
Oh, he has injuries. Every single player in the NFL has injuries. I'm not saying you sign him to a Bill Self, you know, forever contract. Give him a three-year deal with an option of one more. He'll be 32, 33. Players are playing longer than ever now, especially star players who still want to play. If he wants to come play here and the Cardinals can afford it, which they can, you sign him. And you have a set and forget stud, all pro on your defensive line tomorrow. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. I did mention the draft. And there's one thing that I will tease for about four or five minutes here uh, because I'm going to do at least the first segment tomorrow on it. It's it's circling around Marvin Harrison Jr., but not necessarily in the way that you want it to be. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by DoorDash. Um, so here's the thing. DoorDash is an all-in-one app, okay? Restaurants, groceries, flowers, gifts. So next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or, you know, just time in general. I mean, I work from home, man. I The, the beauty and the curse of working from home is, yes, you work from home, and you don't ever really stop working. So, you know, I, if I'm up at 6 and I'm, I'm working until 7 or 8 o'clock at night, I don't have time to go to the grocery store if I haven't gone already. So DoorDash has got me covered all day, every day. If you didn't have a chance to hit the grocery store like last weekend after the big game commotion, or maybe your bar cart may have mysteriously cleared out, you can stock back up for the week ahead of delivery, ahead with delivery with DoorDash. Whatever watch party or anything party you've got coming up, get it delivered with DoorDash. Football season may be over, but we're in the thick of basketball games of school year. And let's face it, winter, not for Arizona people, but you know, I can think of a million reasons daily to order DoorDash. Hop on the app and make your day a little easier. Get dinner for tonight, groceries for the week, or a consolation prize for your sad friends in San Francisco, all on DoorDash. DoorDash, your door to more. Head to the DoorDash app and get everything you need delivered. I can understand why lifelong Cardinals fans do not believe that things can be better. And sure, you had the Bruce Arians years at 2021. You know, Larry Fitzgerald was great. All of these things. Like, I, I get it. I, yeah. Worked in sports radio here for, you know, 12 plus years. And I watched sports before I moved here. <laughs> and in exercise this offseason, to just accept good things happening, probably be healthy. Just to see. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Please go to the YouTube channel. Search Locked on Arizona Cardinals. Hit that subscribe button, man. Um, Everydayers, thank you. If this is your first listen, thank you. Maybe make tomorrow your second. Why the hell not, you know? Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay, so mock drafts, like, the beauty of mock drafts is that they evolve to, like, the Ooh, this is the new hot player that's that's moving up the ranks. This is this is the new play. Ooh, this this guy's losing stock, and they've done nothing since the end of the college football season. This is kind of the silly season between you know now and the actual combine and pro days and things like that, where it's like, why are things moving up? Like why? But one of the things that hasn't you know this player hasn't wavered with importance and and uh, you know attraction from NFL organizations. Obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. What I'm going to discuss tomorrow are two scenarios that the Cardinals 
will go through it and really decide which is the best if Marvin Harrison Jr. goes before number four overall. And the difficult part about this is it is the most unpredictable of outcomes because that means that Jake May will still be there or Drake May will still be there or if something crazy happens, Caleb Williams will still be there at four. And the Cardinals need to decide if they want to draft a quarterback or not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The Cardinals need to decide what to do then. I had my buddy Brad Spielberger on from Pro Football Focus, and he, first of all, told me I was a big dummy for saying to pass on for you know trading back and not drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. But he also said something that gives me chills and nightmares now, proverbially. Malik Neighbors may be 1A, where it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. You draft who's there of the two. And that threw my whole brain into a pretzel loop, perpetual one that doesn't stop. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is off the board at four, we have no idea what's going to happen. We don't know if Chicago re will realize that Caleb Williams is Bo Callahan and nobody went to his birthday party, you know, and they'll want to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. one. We don't know if a team like the Chargers would want to move up to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. with with Jim Harbaugh making a big splash, come back here. That's for those that haven't heard that. That's I kind of say that tongue in cheek. My ideal world would be for the Cardinals to get a call from Jimmy H. saying, "Hey, man, I'll give you a first round pick to move up to four. They take Marvin Harrison Jr. Cardinals move down a spot. They pick up a first rounder next year, and then they draft who they want or trade back again. But that's not going to happen, you know. So. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is gone, and the Patriots seem to be the leader in the clubhouse today, you know, this week for drafting Marvin Harrison Jr., maybe they don't see Jane Daniels, maybe they want to run it back with Mac Jones, who knows? But that is the stickiest of situations because there's no, that's where, like, that's where in Monty Osfort you trust, that's where the GM makes his money. What's the right move? And I'm sure a couple of days before the draft, we're going to get leaks of, oh, Marvin Harrison Jr. most likely will go three. Or there's a surprise team that wants to move up eight spots to draft the wide receiver. And, like, the Falcons gave up a million picks to trade up and draft Julio Jones a handful of years ago. It's not unprecedented, especially if he's the guy. What's an extra first-round pick in the future if you can get your guy now? So it's crazy to think that Washington and or New England would pass on a QB and crazier things have happened. So tomorrow I'm going to go over two contingency plans. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is gone before the fourth overall pick for the Cardinals and it's going to melt your brain and it's going to be fun and it's an exercise so just because I'm saying that he'll go, he could potentially go in the top three, doesn't mean he will. So just there's the d disclaimer there because I am not Clancy Thomas. I promise you that. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. Without you, there is no me. I'll talk to you tomorrow.